Welcome to the very first episode of the Nomano podcast. In this episode, we'll take a listen to Nomano's hardware and software in action, share more about our beta program, learn a bit about some job opportunities that are available here on our team, and also get some background on where the name Nomano came from and what it means to us. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Let's dig in. We recently had the opportunity to visit New York for the joint AES-NAB show in October. While we were there, we wanted to put the Nomano sound capsule to the test, capturing interviews on the show floor and around the city. Veteran podcaster Rob Greenlee was nice enough to stop by and take the sound capsule out for a spin. He joined three members of our team to share a few stories from the early days of podcasting. So let's use this opportunity to hear the sound capsule in action and how our cloud software complements the recording. So, do you know which podcast was the actual first podcast? Uh, that's kind of a highly debated thing. The guy that uh, actually, I think, did it the first time was Dave Weiner. Okay. Uh, he created a, a little rudimentary feed catcher, and he's the really the inventor of RSS. Now let's take a moment to talk about what we're listening to and illustrate a bit of what's going on behind the scenes with the sound capsule in this recording. The sound capsule itself contains four wireless microphones. So each of the people in this conversation has one of them clipped onto their shirt like a lavalier mic. Let's start by taking a listen to just the raw high resolution audio right off those microphones without any processing applied. Actually take that enclosure file from the RSS feed and actually download something into more of a commercial software that was available to other people to use. You can hear a fair amount of background noise as this was recorded in a busy convention center as everybody was setting up on the show floor. So there are people talking, there are forklifts backing up, construction going on, and just a general low-end rumble from the HVAC and associated systems within the building. Once these audio files make it into Nomano Cloud, we have enhancement processing available that can take care of a lot of these audio issues automatically. Let's drop back into the conversation and take a listen to how this sounds with the processing applied. Pictures or whatever to an RSS feed, right? So it's like an additional media source that you could add to the feed. Uh, so that's where the idea came from. Yeah. And now let's listen the again without the processing applied. Audio file that's like a radio show, yeah. that kind of came later somewhere. So, and again with the but processing. the guy that uh, really kind of did that was uh, really Adam Curry, the one that really... There's actually a lot going on with this enhancement processing. And you'll hear that it's not getting rid of all the ambience or all those environmental sounds, and that's intentional. What this processing is doing is just meant to prepare these files for editing and mixing. What you see inside the interface for Nomano Cloud is literally just one button called Enhance and three presets that you can choose from. There are no settings to tweak, and that's very intentional to keep this simple and easy to use. However, under the hood, it's leveraging some really advanced processing that helps to reduce the background noise, eliminate crosstalk between each of these microphones so you can really get control over each voice individually when you're editing and mixing. And that crosstalk reduction also includes some active speaker detection, which can help pull back the noise floor even further. There's also adaptive leveling and loudness matching going on to get each track right around minus 23 dB luffs. Some EQ matching, which we can do really intelligently because we know the characteristics of these microphones that they're recording with. 
and other processing that just gets this interview recording into a state where we can start the editorial process and have great sounding tracks to work with. I like to describe this as having an assistant engineer available to you 24-7-365 who takes care of the tedious cleanup work and just gets your tracks prepared so you have more time to work on the storytelling, the editing, and crafting a mix that sounds great. So what we're listening to right now is just four voices, each with their own microphone and mixed in mono. This is not uncommon for a podcast, but depending on the story you're trying to tell, you may want to bring your listeners inside of that conversation and the environment where this interview is taking place. Started in that August to October window. Uh, actually my our hardware, the Nomano sound capsule, in combination with our software, has some really powerful functionality to help immerse your listeners. And we're really just scratching the surface of what's possible with this right now. But let's take a listen to how this might work in the future. Let me start with a quick introduction to the Nomano Space Recorder. This is the heart of the sound capsule, the central recorder that connects to each of those wireless microphones we listened to earlier. It collects all their recordings perfectly in sync, and along with those, it has its own ambisonic microphone built in, which is capturing a 360-degree recording of the environment around the conversation. Now, maybe a trade show floor doesn't make for the most exciting immersive audio experience, but there are certainly other environments and creative use cases where you would want to bring your listeners inside that environment. The space recorder makes that easy because it's always capturing the scene tape alongside the interview material. So you always have it there if you need it. And it's capturing it in Ambisonic's B format, which can be easily rendered into binaural like we're listening to here, or into another format where it could be used as a bed for Dolby Atmos, MPEG-H, or some other spatial audio format. Now taking this one step further, the space recorder also knows the position of each of the wireless microphones relative to one another. So we can spatialize each of those voices and really put the listener right inside the conversation. Plus, Podcasting and YouTube have a lot of deep connections. This type too. of spatialization can make it easier to distinguish the voices from one another. And it is accurately representative of their locations in that space. So you can imagine the applications of this in something like virtual reality or 360 video, media where it's important that the voices are represented realistically within that space. Now, we certainly understand that you may not be making your podcast in VR right now but we did want to give you a sense of what this technology is capable of and how it sounds in some real-world interview scenarios. To hear more examples, head over to our website at nomano.co, that's N-O-M-O-N-O dot C-O, and have a listen. But, I know, I know, but I'm just not a huge social media guy, I guess. I know it might be a better thing to sign up for after uh, Mr. Musk takes it over. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the sound capsule is really built for conducting interviews where everybody is all together in one place, like we were at the AES show. But the rest of these interviews in this podcast were all recorded with my colleagues remotely. So we're just using our own microphones and computers, none of the Nomano hardware. However, we're constantly using the Nomano cloud web app, which is currently in a free public beta, so that we can collaborate after the interviews are recorded. We'll learn a little bit more about that in this next segment with my colleague, Linus Nigren. Linus, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Brad. 
Uh, what is it that we are currently testing in our beta program? In the beta program right now, we're focusing a lot on collaboration and some light levels of processing. So looking at someone who might be creating a podcast, as you and I are doing now. Uh, I'm currently in Oslo, you're in New York, uh, we're recording remotely. Uh, there might be some back and forth once we're done recording and you're done editing the episode. And what we want to offer people is the opportunity to have kind of a, a smooth intuitive, easy to understand way to work with revisions and feedback when it comes to audio. So there are plenty of tools out there that can do this for, for text, for video, and for other types of, of media. But when it comes to audio, it has been lagging behind quite a bit. So looking back at my own career as, as a podcaster, both commercially and, and doing my own productions, um, it's been a lot of emails back and forth, and then all of a sudden um, someone don't hit reply all, and then someone don't adhere to the timecode format, and uh, there are conflicts like, are, are we going to remove this, or are we keeping this? Uh, and being the person who's trying to organize all of that input uh, with emails and documents and, and things getting out of sync and uh, not being aligned, I think most people that have worked in any capacity like that know that it's extremely frustrating. So we really want to offer a way to do that uh, in our on our web app. This to me sounds a bit like something you would do with Google Docs, or I know in the film industry there are products like Frame.io where you can just add a comment, but it's attached right there to the time code marker. Is that right? Exactly. Um, so so after we're done recording this episode, you'll get into editing. Uh, and once you have a first version of this, you may want to send it to me for, for making sure that I'm okay with the episode. Uh, maybe you have some other stakeholders that I want to give you input. So instead of doing that, like uploading it to, to a file service, like we transfer a Dropbox and sending it around and waiting for emails, uh, you simply upload it to our web app where you can share it with, with the people that you want input from. So you would share it with me. I get a, a link sent to me and I can go in there and simply drag and drop markers on the timeline as I listen. Uh, and within each marker, I can simply say, oh, maybe we could remove this part. And if I write something you don't understand, you can actually go in and comment on that specific marker and say, hey, Linus, um, what do you actually mean here? And we can have a, a conversation to sort things out on a marker per marker basis. So once it's, it's time for you to sit down with all the feedback you've gotten and make the edits, uh, you can actually see the context and the risk of confusion is reduced significantly compared to other uh, ways of doing this collaborative process. Got it, got it. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about the enhancement processing, which which I know is slightly separate than this collaboration piece, but a, a really powerful piece of this web app. Sure. We started working on, on audio processing a couple of years back, uh, and we have a great team, uh, both in terms of audio competence, audio engineering, uh, and a machine learning and AI team that's working collaboratively to to build the processing that we do. Um, in the, the beta version, we have a simplified version of our processing. So it's simply an on or off thing. And it goes through uh, the typical steps that an audio engineer would do in terms of uh, working reductively with, with EQ, noise reduction, etc. And we have a bunch of things happening, um, as well as the machine learning and AI going in there partly with the noise reduction and partly with some uh, crosstalk reduction. And you can simply toggle that on and off as you're on the platform if you want to compare. And when you download the file, you can, of course, choose to download the original or the processed file, which we hope uh, that our users would like. Great. That, that makes sense. And even as I think about this 
podcast that you and I are recording right now, we're trying to record a segment in two different locations, neither of them necessarily ideal for recording podcasts. So I'm in a co-working space. Um, I can hear background noise even with my headphones on. Um, (laughs) I could imagine this being useful in removing some of that background noise. Uh, so when I go to start making edits, um, I, I know what I'm working with and what I'm going to have to piece in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm at my kitchen table and just two, three minutes before we started recording my, my washing machine just finished. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and, uh, you know, we, I think a lot of people are dealing with this where we have less control over our, the environments that we're working in, um, because we're working from home. Um, and, and also just podcast guests aren't necessarily going to have access to a nice studio space. Being able to have a sort of one button solution where you can say some problems might be in here. Uh, let me just push a button, let a computer do what it's good at, listening to the entire file and uh, figuring out where it could make some tweaks that will get us ready for that next step in the podcast production process. Yeah. I think there's an interesting point to be made there as well. I mean, personally, I love playing with plugins. Um, but like a, a key point for us as well is kind of we, we don't want to take away the creative liberty of people who are working with audio. We mm-hmm. want to make sure that we remove a lot of the stuff that's kind of tedious. It's annoying. It takes a lot of time. Uh, it might feel repetitive. Uh, coming back to like revision processes, how do you get feedback back and forth? How do you make sure that's structured and organized? How do you make sure your files are in a good starting place? Um, if, you, if you st- there are still creative choices you want to make, we want to make sure that that's still something that's available to creators. Yes, absolutely. I think that's such a good point. I see this as something that is uh, giving the engineers and producers more time to be creative because they mm-hmm. they can spend less time on the sort of tedious audio processing tasks. Yeah. If, if I had an assistant engineer available to me all the time, uh, that would be such a luxury to have. And what a great use of technologies like AI and machine learning, where they're available 24-7, 365 days a year to say, hey, can you be my assistant engineer to get these files ready for me? Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us, Linus, and to the whole team for all their efforts on this project. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Um, we have a we have a great team across the entire organization. So really proud to be able to represent that. And we'll be checking in with different members of the team as well as Linus each month to hear about the latest updates uh, to this web app and other products that are being built and get a behind-the-scenes look at how these technologies come together. Victor Rydell is the chief design officer here at Nomano, and as one of the first employees after the founders, he has done loads of work above and beyond just design to help get the company to where it is today, including establishing the brand and the actual name Nomano. I've always been curious about the origin story around that name and wanted to take this opportunity to pick his brain about how it came about and what some alternatives were that didn't quite make the cut. Victor, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for uh, having me, Bradford. Before we get started, uh, you lead the design team here at Nomano. Could you talk a little bit more about what the design team is responsible for? Absolutely. So on the most fundamental level, I think design is really synonymous to user experience. So what are we solving for whom? So always having a critical look at what people need and uh, why they need it, and then creating the optimal solution for that to solve an actual problem that a 
customer or a person might have. And then it's, it's about uh, designing it right, if you will. So getting every little detail perfect for that, that person who's going to use it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like that sort of design thinking ethos sort of permeates the whole company. It's not just the design team who cares about what the customer's needs are. The design team has sort of shared that energy with everybody at the company to say, let's start with the place of what does the customer need and build solutions for them instead of just coming up with fun ideas and seeing if anybody wants it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's such a great point. Uh, and we're so fortunate to have an entire team. The entire company is backing us on really dialing in on the customer customer's need and, and finding the right solutions and, and ultimately creating something that is very valuable for them. Yeah, I, you know, this this comes up specifically when, when I've had opportunities to talk to customers because uh, I think the podcast segment, especially podcasts, broadcast journalists, those types of people are often using tools that were designed for other purposes like uh, recording sound on a film set or for television or video or uh, creating music. And they're finding ways to use those tools to make them work for podcasting or broadcast journalism. But it isn't often that a designer at a company actually calls them up and says, what problems do you have? How could we help you with that? Yeah. I was wondering if you could share a little bit more about how the name Nomano came about. So I have to admit it was, uh, it happened pretty much like any chaotic creative design process. I think it was like early uh, 2020 that we started the process of looking at alternative names because the one we were currently using, uh, Spotix, didn't quite feel right for our vision and, and the things we were going to do. And we also looked a bit at a few different techniques uh, for creating names uh, as a way to guide those sessions. So uh, for instance, you have a technique that's called like word smash, where you take one piece of one word and one piece of another word, and basically you smash it together to create a new new name that might not be an actual word. And a bunch of different uh, other ways to generate names, uh, like acronyms and uh, associative, as I've already mentioned. So yeah, and, and this this process, it was just uh, just something that was running in the background and slowly evolving, bouncing ideas back and forth. And then I think it was like one evening, me and Jonas, uh, our CEO, was uh, we were just discussing a bunch of different things. And uh, at one point, it sort of evolved into uh, a name brainstorming session again. Uh, and I actually don't remember where the name came from and uh, haven't been able to uh, search back to that point on Slack even because it's so many messages <laughs> ago. So, <laughs> But yeah, um, that's uh, when it first came up, uh, Nomono. And within that word, I know there, there are a few different meanings that you can sort of pull out of it. Yeah, it's not, not by chance, this name. We wanted to have a name that really reflects who we are, our mission, and also our personality uh, as a company and as a team. So it covers a lot of the uh, things we do. One of the most obvious ones are probably uh, no more mono. 
And uh, yes, we do. We work with spatial audio. That's the part of who we are and the technology we're developing. And we have a fantastic audio research team that is uh, making some extraordinary progress on noise reduction and automatic audio enhancement. So no more noise. Uh, that's, that's a part of our name and mission as well. Then it's the whole take on the user experience. How can we simplify the whole workflow for content creators? Uh, so sort of a simple way to talk about that is no more knobs. So it sort of covers all these three tangents. And then you actually have another uh, meaning that is, I think, quite, quite important for what we do. Because so if you look at the uh, word mono, and uh, that is stemming from the Greek word monos, which can mean alone. And we're doing the exact, exact opposite of that because uh, we're focusing heavily on how we can create both audio software and audio hardware that enables people to connect and collaborate. Yeah, I, I love that inside this name are so many of the different things that the team is working on. Uh, to help audio storytellers. And it's not just spatial audio, the work that we're doing. There are all these other benefits that we think are critically important as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we got some pushback on, okay, so you basically say no uh, and mono. And it's like, isn't that a bit negative? It's like, wouldn't that be bad? Um, and in a way, I guess you could could say say that, you could look at it that way. But uh, I think it's actually a skill to say no, because as a startup um, trying to achieve something radically new, uh, to in order to find focus, it's actually an, a really important skill to be able to say no to everything you're not gonna do, uh, to really focus in on what matters to the company and the team. Yeah, that that is such a great point. And, and I think uh, a really important thing that we can all share, um, you know, if we can empower people to say no and not have a negative association with it, I think it, it can help a lot of people get more work done and focus on the work they want to do. Exactly. And that's, that's such a great point, Bradford, on what we're trying to achieve with our mission, because some might be a bit skeptical about all the automation parts that we're doing with audio enhancement and speeding up the workflow. But if we take a step back to look at it, we're actually trying to solve those tedious and boring parts of, a, uh, of an audio production workflow to enable content creators to really focus on the more creative stuff, um, the art, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I forgot to mention this when we, when we were talking about the name Nomano, but, and, and maybe this is my bias as an American looking in on a Norwegian company, but I like that NO shows up multiple times in there because I think the, the Norwegian heritage of this company is something we're really proud of. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have actually not thought about it uh, this way before. So that's, that's uh, interesting to hear from you, Bradford. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're very proud of having our production based in Norway. 
So that's a great, great point, actually. And I, I should clarify there for other stupid Americans like me that NO is the abbreviation for Norway. That's why that makes sense. <laughs> great. Well, Victor, thanks so much for your time. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks a lot, Bradford. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And and we'll be digging deeper on Nomano's origin story in future episodes with some in-depth interviews with our co-founders and a few of the other employees who have been here since the early days. Christine Snyder joined Nomano in the summer of 2020 as our chief operating officer, and in that role, she has helped grow our team to more than 30 people and helped to build a community and culture where everyone can do their best work and be proud of what they're working on. We've asked her here to join us today to share a bit more about the current job openings that we're recruiting for and the benefits that make Nomano a great place to work. Christine, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much, Brad. Uh, so earlier in the program, we were talking to Linus about our current beta program and the web app that is currently in testing. I know there are some openings on the team that is working on that web app. Could you tell us a little bit more about those? Yes, uh, happy to. You are correct. Our great uh, web app team uh, needs more great people. Uh, and currently, we are actively looking for interaction designer and all kinds of developers, front-end, back-end, iOS, Android, to help us with that project and other projects that are in the pipeline. Yeah, and that sort of points at some of the fun places that uh, we're hoping to develop, where it's not just a web app, but also getting into mobile support and things like that. Um, I know it's a very tight labor market uh, for all these segments, mobile developers, uh, full-stack web developers. Why would someone consider working at Nomano as opposed to somewhere else? Uh, it is indeed a tight market, and um, this is somewhat a tricky question, but it's also a very good question. Um, when I say tricky, it's because uh, I think there's a lot of culture buzzwords uh, flying around, and it seems like everybody is saying that they they support an open and blameless culture, autonomous cross-functional teams, um, strong alignment among stakeholders, etc., etc., yeah. and we say them too. And these things are differentiators. Um, the problem, of course, is that if everyone is saying it, then it can't actually be the case everywhere. Mm -hmm. And who do you then believe? So I think for Nomono, the proof is found in two places. First, um, timing-wise, we're right on the cusp of launching a breakthrough product that will take a big first step towards um, realizing our goal. Mm -hmm. And second, uh, we have a strong vision, and, and I believe that that inspires and motivates. And I think it's obvious in meeting Nomono that you will feel an inspiring energy in our people. I also want to say I don't think people join Nomono if they first and foremost value fancy lunches <laughs> or uh, offices or great gyms or other perks. Um, of course, we want to offer uh, our employees benefits, but I don't think that is what most people first and foremost value in a workplace. Mm. I think what you value in a workplace is an amazing team of, of highly motivated, safe, and happy people mm -hmm. working towards a, a common goal. So I want to say that a, a key 
uh, word for us is is trust and and putting people first. Um, we believe that people thrive uh, on being trusted, mm. on freedom, and on being able to make a difference. So we we foster that. We foster freedom and empowerment wherever we can, uh, and avoid rules and policies. Um, to me, it's simple. If we believe in people, if we trust them, they will thrive at work and create amazing results. And if we generally care about each other and show compassion, uh, everybody will feel better, feel safe, and love what they do. And I think it's on such a team that you also will learn the most uh, and perform your best work uh, improve fastest and and once again have have the most fun, and and it is also um, with such a team that we as a company can pretty much conquer any problems we face along the way, and succeed together. Yeah, I you know I really feel that too, and one of the things that I find uh, inspiring but also heartening is that so many of the people who work together on the Nomano team now have worked together in the past and have deliberately made a choice to continue working together at a new company. So even when I think about our co-founders, um, Jonas and Audun worked together in the past and then wanted to team up again. And uh, uh, we, we talked to Victor earlier in the program. Um, some great people from Flowmotion followed Victor over here. And that to me is a real testament to these are people who really take care of each other and care about each other and want to continue working together. Absolutely. Um, steering away from just the web app team and, and sort of our recruiting things, could, could you share a little bit of about your favorite things of working at Nomano? Oh, yes. Happy to. Um, for me, no doubt uh, the people. We have an amazing team. I am just so impressed with each and every one. I, of course, love uh, what we're building and all the exciting opportunities uh, within the space uh, uh, we're operating in. And But I, I want to say that um, the people always come first. And for me, uh, that is the decisive factor when choosing a workplace. Mm. Um, for me, Nomono is, is more than a job meaning I don't work here simply to collect a paycheck every month. It's a place where I have fun. It's a place where I feel inspired and, and more creative. Um, it's a place where I really feel challenged. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's tough building a company. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like I grow. Um, and it's a place where I feel trusted and, and valued. So with, with the team we have today and the, and the culture we foster, I, I truly believe that we can build pretty much anything and succeed. Uh, and I just think that's so cool to be a part of. And, and that is for sure my favorite thing about working at Nomono. Yeah, I, I, I totally share that sentiment. It feels like you know, in in a startup, and especially when you're trying to build something uh, that is disruptive and and challenging, um, you hit these challenges every day, and uh, they can feel insurmountable at times. But then, if you look at the people around you, and you're like, "These are some of the smartest people I've ever met." If if anybody can tackle these challenges, it's going to be be this group of people. Exactly. 
That's precisely how I feel too. Christine Snyder is the COO here at Nomano. Christine, thanks so much for speaking with us today. Thanks so much, Brad. And you can learn more about all the job openings we currently have available over at careers.nomano.co. If you've made it this far in the episode, send us an email or hit us up on social media and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear in future episodes. Special thanks to our guests, Rob Greenlee, Linus Nigren, Victor Radel, and Christine Snyder. Music from today's episode comes from the Scary Pockets Loop Library, Pond5, and Artlist. We'll be trying to get these episodes out every month, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening.